Welcome, my name is Rashmi and I have with me Anand today. Hi Anand. Hi Rashmi. It's a pleasure to be back on the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond the Experiences. So let's talk about the Himalayas today. Of course. Which place in the Himalayas would you like to speak about? Tell me some place in Himalaya which is interesting and is for everyone. For everyone and interesting. Look, I find the Himalayas to be interesting across it. And the Himalayas really stretches across the entire northern part of India, which is a lot of space. And therefore, a lot of places. I love that place. But if you were to say... Okay, let's talk about Chokta. Himalayan haven, so to say, for all interests. Whatever be your interest, it's got something in it for you. And it's fairly easy to get to. So let's do Chokta. It's called the mini Switzerland of India. Uh, it's a very small region of green meadows here, at a height of like some 2,500 meters above sea level. Midst of an evergreen forest, uh, the Kedarnath Wildlife Sanctuary that's there. And it's in the middle of the Himalayas. So it's surrounded by snow-clad mountains. The views are stunning, absolutely. I mean, you, you name the peak, you can see it from there. Okay, not all, but some of the more famous ones, like the Trishul, the Nanda Devi, the Chokhamba, very, very visible from here. And best of all, you know, it's not as crowded. The people who come here come for peace and quiet. And that you get in plenty. It's a village that's surrounded by forests, for God's sake. And it's very easy to get to. Let's talk about that. So you said it appeals to everyone. Let's say somebody's with a religious bent of mind. What would be very interesting or exciting for them? Religious significance of Chokta essentially comes from the fact that it's surrounded by the Panch Kedars. The Panch Kedars are the most significant uh, religious abodes of uh, Lord Shiva. Panch Kedar uh, in Hindi means five Kedars. And Kedar is another name for Lord Shiva. These are the five Kedars. Kedarnath, Madhya Maheshwar, Rudranath, Kalpeshwar and uh, Tumunath. Kedarnath and Madhya Maheshwar are on one side of Chokta. Rudranath and Kalpeshwar are on the other side. And at the top of Chokta is Tumunath. This is why Chokta assumes so much religious significance and positive energy, of course. Yeah, I presume you know about the Panch Kedars, right? Uh, the story and the legend behind it, etc. Yes, I've heard a little about Panch Kedar, but I would love to know more details actually. Like I told you, the Panch Kedars are the most important temples to pray at for uh, devotees of Lord Shiva. They're all in the Garhwal Himalayan region of Uttarakhand. The belief is that these were built by the Pandavas after the Mahabharata war. That's like long, long time in the past, in the BCE, many years before. Then Adi Shankara, the first uh, Shankaracharya in Hinduism, he came in and he supervised the renovation of the Panch Kedar temples. This was about 12 centuries ago. The main temple out of these five, the Panch Kedars, is Kedarnath, which is also one of the 12 holy Jyotirlingas of uh, Lord Shiva. The next in order of importance are Tumunath, Rodhranath, Madhimaheshwar, and Kalpeshwar. By the way, Madhimaheshwar is also called Madhimaheshwar uh, in the region. Now, this order of visiting the Panch Kedar shrines is strictly followed by the devotees. Of course, some folks also believe that the pilgrimage of the Panch Kedar starts at the Pashupatinath temple in Kathmandu in Nepal, which is all part of the same region at one point in time before uh, you know boundaries came into existence. So, after Pashupatinath, then the rest in the same order that I mentioned uh, just now. 
There are many legends and stories regarding the sanctity of the pilgrimage, the Panchkeda pilgrimage. One of them uh, has to do with the story of how these shrines came about and why the Pandavas built these shrines here. You have heard about the Mahabharata war, right? Where two sets of cousins fought against each other for the kingdom. These are the Pandavas and the Kauravas. The Pandavas finally emerged victorious. All the Kauravas were killed or most of them were killed. A lot of life was lost. This mass killing was a huge sin. So the Pandavas wanted to atone. They reached out to Lord Shiva, who used to live in Varanasi and still lives in Varanasi is the belief. But Lord Shiva apparently was quite upset at the war. He kind of didn't like the bloodshed that happened, etc. He went missing. He took the form of Nandi, his bull, and hid somewhere in the Garhwal region. The Pandavas being the Pandavas chased him down. Bhima, one of the Pandavas, found him disguised as a bull in a place called Guptakashi. Okay, at that time it was not called Guptakashi. Once they found him, the place was named Guptakashi, the place where he was found. In Hindi, it means hidden Kashi, referring to the fact that Lord Shiva was hiding there, so it was his Kashi in hiding. Bhima chased and caught the bull by its tail and hind legs, and the bull disappeared into the ground. This bull, or Shiva really, as a bull, then reappeared in parts throughout the earth. The hump on its back came up in Kedarnath. The four legs, or the arms of Shiva really, came up in Tungnath. The navel and the midriff appeared in Madhmaishwar, and the face appeared in Rudranath. Finally, the hair and the head appeared in Kalpeshwar. This is how Lord Shiva is believed to have shown his entire self to the Pandavas in five different places. That's why the Pandavas then built temples at these five places for worshipping Shiva. These then became the Panchkedas for the faithful to pray to Lord Shiva. It's interesting, by the way, that after building the Panchkeda temples, the Pandavas meditated at Kedarnath and then used the Mahapad, the what they call the Swargarohini, to attain heaven or moksha. But that's another story. So is Chokta mentioned in epics like Mahabharata and Ramayana? Yes, the region is mentioned. Uh, Chokta is not mentioned by name, but the region is mentioned like I just told you in the Mahabharata about Bhima finding them there and then building. It's also mentioned in the Ramayana, this region. Sri Rama is supposed to have uh, meditated at Tungunath and the Chandrashila peak. Ravana, his main adversary, the Asura king of Lanka, was also a Shiva Bhakt and he's supposed to have meditated on Lord Shiva at, at a place called Ravanashila, that's near the Chandrashila peak and you can still go and visit the place. Okay, it looks like there's a lot of spirituality out there. However, if somebody's an adventure seeker, what is it in Chopta for the adventure seekers? Oh, lots. Lots of adrenaline rush activities, so to say. There's camping, there's trekking, there's a bit of skiing, there's rock climbing, rappelling, photography, take your picking. Chokta is the base for many, many treks. Some of them are tough, some are easy, some are moderate. The most popular one is the Tungnath and Chandrashila peak trek. Tungnath, I told you, is one of the Panchkedas. It's the highest Lord Shiva temple in the world, by the way. About four kilometers away and about three and a half thousand meters above sea level. The Chandrashila peak is less than two kilometers from Tungnath. About 4,000 meters above sea level, that is. Now, don't be misled by the short distance. The walk-up is quite steep. Though I'd still rate it as an easy trek, it shouldn't take you more than six hours. This is a place where you must remember to stop and stare, as the poet once said. Very easy, fulfilling, absolutely beautiful trek. There's another trek to the Devriyatal. That's also a popular one. Devriyatal is a Himalayan lake. It's surrounded by forests on all sides and quite a beauty it is. Very easy trek, suitable even for kids. And there are many more treks. Some are to the Panchkedars, Rudranath, Madhmaheshwar, or the scenic Kharki Dun Valley, 
value flowers or the daira bugyal track and more other lots the kedar kanta track quarry pass satopan rupin pass bali pass dodital so many of them you take your pick choose your difficulty level of track that you want choose the difficulty level of activity that you want and you have enough options out there for adrenaline rushes so is chokta place that offers a lot for poetry lovers nature lovers or people looking for a quite romantic holiday of course this is a place meant for those with romance on their minds and hearts rolling meadows fabulous views long walks forests waterfalls silence peace and serenity solitude good food great weather what else do you need as a setting for romance and if it's peace that you seek it doesn't get any better than this here. lush forests and mountains very languid unhurried pace of life in the lap of himalayan nature it's not yet been discovered by too many tourists and as of now therefore chokta affords a distance from the madding crowds quite a bit of a distance and nature is in every aspect this is the land of the gods it's dev bhumi remember mountains rivers forests meadows birds animals you name it chokta has it here dense forests or lots of birds lots of animals quite a birding enthusiast paradise i'm not but i met quite a few people out there who would come in specifically for the birds and to this you add the many lakes like the devriya tal the many bugyals bugyals by the way are highland grasslands uh, there are lots of waterfalls like the atrimuni falls and the and of course there are many himalayan peaks like the tumnath and chandrashila the fabulous absolutely fantastic panoramic views of the himalayan range including some of the most famous peaks the meru the sumeru the chokamba the nilkantha the nanda devi it's nature all over so romance nature peace serenity this is it and how about snowfall can one experience snowfall here snow yes of course tumnath and chandrashila snow covered during winter so just head during winter out there which is uh, october november uh, up until february and accessibility is not an issue at all so you can easily get there summer or winter see chokta is an all year destination april to november you can get there for trekking temple visits or just to chill and in winter you can get there for the snow so what kind of food and drinks are available in this place ah the food and drink you get all the regular staples here but do try and eat the local food and try out the drinks i must mention some of the things that i tried one of them was roti which is flat bread made of mandu mandu is ragi flour you typically have it with a curry of sole sole are the amaranth leaves uh, there's another curry of what they call lingda lingda is a fiddle head fern the taste is absolutely out of the world i kid you not especially since the only flavoring that they use is salt there's nothing else you must try it it itself is an adventure a rewarding one if i may say so. of course you also get the regular the rajma which is red kidney beans or potato curry and so on the most interesting drink for me was buranch juice it's made of rhododendron for god's sake this is the state flower of uttarakhand you get it only in this region try it it's extremely tasty very sweet and just as a salve to your conscience it's reputed to be extremely nutritious good for the heart and stuff i don't know about that but just try it for the taste it's fabulous out of the world and this place sounds interesting but tell me where exactly is it in the himalayas and and how does one reach chokta chokta is in the himalayan region of north india in uh, uttarakhand state rudraprayag district to be precise It's about what 500 kilometers from Delhi and about 150 160 kilometers from Rishikesh. The nearest town is Ukhimat. That's about 30 kilometers from there. 
If you're coming by road, the best way to come in is from Rishikesh. There are two routes to reach Chokta from Rishikesh. You see, Chokta is on the road connecting the towns of Gopeshwar and Guptakashi. So from Rishikesh, you could come uh, via Rudraprayag, Kund and Ukhimat or Rudraprayag, Karnaprayag, Chamoli and then Gopeshwar and then Chokta. If you want to fly, then the nearest airport is Jolly Grant Airport. It's about 220 odd kilometers from Chokta. Enough taxis from the airport. So I mean, you step out and you have enough taxis to bring you here. And uh, there are very regular flight connections from Delhi to Jolly Grant Airport. If you're coming by train, then the nearest railway station is Hardwar and then Rishikesh. About 200 kilometers from Chokta. Again, lots of taxis and bus options available from Rishikesh. As I told you, accessibility to Chokta, absolutely no problem. Summer or winter. So that was Anand talking to us about Chokta. One part of the Himalayas. And as he says, it's a vast experience. There are too many things to do. Today was all about Chokta. So keep listening to the Don't Trip on the Usual podcast. Till then, stay safe and do whatever you want to do. But don't trip on the usual. Bye.